0: Welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is a show where we take a K-drama, we watch it four episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it.
1: Yeah, this week we watched episodes 9 through 12. Is that right? Holy cow. Yeah, that's right. What a numbers (laughs) of 18 again.
0: We're almost through it. Almost finished with 18 again. And they leaned into... The cringe comedy this week, they were like, we heard you liked how awkward the first eight episodes were. We heard that got you laughing. What if we went real hard? Went real way too hard. What if we fully committed to
1: just making you want to look away from the screen constantly?
0: I've never wanted to press the 10 second skip so badly yeah
1: um fun fact drama cool does not have a 10 second skip ahead oh just back and even <laughs> if they did have a 10 second skip ahead i'd have to see like 1500 pop-ups every time i did that so
0: that's true yeah not worth it Mm-mm. but you can go back and relive any moment that you'd want yeah that's nice. Any cringe any cringe moment? So, thanks, drama cool. Yeah. I just keep thinking about the two times that Ko Young kissed Jung Da-jung and how they were the worst kisses I've ever seen on television. Yeah, I think
1: are we ready for Raquel's obligatory feminist rant of every episode of Play on K?
0: I mean, we might as well start with it at the top, because I feel like these episodes were particularly problematic. Yeah, so let's start with kiss one.
1: Kiss number one. Do not kiss a woman or a man, a person. Be they woman, man, non-binary, do not kiss a person who is so drunk that they're confused about reality.
0: If they call you by another person's name, even if... You are that person in another person's body. Let's not get too deep into that. It probably won't apply to everyone. <laughs> Just don't kiss them.
1: Don't do it. It's really, it's actually a hard and fast rule here at Plan K that you don't kiss a person too drunk to understand what is real and what is not. It, it's
0: a re- It's kind of simple. I don't know. I don't know if that's the whole rant, but like, it's like a bumper sticker, really.
1: Yeah, that's the most feminist part of it, I guess. I equate any kind of consent-based issues with feminism at this point because mm. feminists are the first ones, really, to be like, you know what's cool and important? Consent. Yeah. And then, okay, so we'll put the first kiss aside for a moment. We can critique them as a whole, generally, uh, because my, the, my issue with the second kiss Applies to both of them, which is to say, wow, Dae Young has really just decided, like, I was in his corner, and then he just decided to really ruin that for me. Like, I I do not want to support someone who is incapable of considering what an awful situation they're putting their ex-wife in by being a underaged person, uh, kissing them in public, or at all, Yeah, but,
0: like, public most especially, It's just like a whole lot of his character is this really nice guy and then clips of him being the most self-absorbed and unable to view anyone outside of himself. And it's so jarring because he's such a sweet guy like 90% of the time to see him have these moments where He's so clearly just not thinking about anybody but himself. And I, yeah, he's like that mostly with Jung Da Jung, which I think is why their marriage fell apart and why I have stopped rooting for it. Even after she's like, I regret it. And you're like, maybe they'll get back together then. He has this moment where he goes to meet her and I think tell her that he as Woo Young is Dae Young, And then he sees her with Ye Ji Hoon and he's like, actually, I think I won't talk to her. And I won't even call her. I'll just like leave and let her wait for me, I guess, until she calls me. I was like, is this middle school? What's happening? Why are you walking away? I don't, oh, like, and then yeah, both the kisses. She's clearly so not interested in kissing him either time. And he's like, this is what I want, so I think it's good. Sir, I know that it's maybe troublesome for you to be in a child's body for as long as you have been, but that was your wish. And I'm sorry you didn't see the consequences of your actions as like a problem when you made your wish, but it's where you're at now and you're going to have to chill out on the sexual assault. Yeah. Yeah. Like, way big
1: time. Because if you really do love her so much that you can't control yourself around her, then maybe you don't love her so much as you're just uh, doing whatever you want still.
0: <laughs> uh, his love is so possessive. Yes. Like, I think we'll get into his love of Shia later, because that's also a very frustrating storyline in this show that I think they're trying to play off as comedy. But yeah, your wife's gonna be arrested, so if you could just stop kissing her, that'd be great. Yeah, because yeah, consider for just
1: a moment that the rest of the world does not know that you are a 38-year-old man. Just for a minute, because it's really important that you get with that. That you acknowledge that, kind of like you were saying, Em, you made the wish. There are consequences. It's that you're, you're... illegal you
0: are <laughs> you can't be with your wife you're jailbait bud so stop hitting on her yeah Please. you know what would be
1: problematic if your wife did want the attention of an 18 year old boy
0: mm-hmm. that would be and problematic and she knows that she thought it was a dream when she kissed you and she was so uncomfortable for an entire day she was crawling out of her skin like i am the worst person and you did it it was you Yep. You actually kissed her. Oh my, he's the actual worst. I was
1: so rooting for him. I had totally, completely, I mean, I was kind of rooting for both of the male leads, to be honest, at this point. Because I think that I would be, especially now, more than happy to see Jung Da Jung with Ji Hoon. That would be Mm -hmm. 100% fine with me. Because I'm real done with Dae Young. He can go choke right now. (laughs) Um, sorry. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure, or rather, I hope they bring it back because you want to want the male lead to succeed. Yeah. I guess someone's going to have to spell it out for his dumb head that it doesn't work the way he wants it to. And (laughs) he's being incredibly inconsiderate of every person around him. And I also, it's frustrating his interactions with Jihoon to the extent that I think I could get a lot more behind a Dae Young that was not... I mean, he doesn't have to be happy about Jihoon dating his ex-wife or wanting to date his ex-wife, but what he could do is acknowledge that Jihoon is being very kind and very adult and very... Uh, I don't know, just he's a good guy, and it's a little bit creepy to try to control who your ex-wife dates and also your daughter.
0: Yeah, I feel like most of it was funny to me. For a while it was comical to see this adult man, Ji Hoon, view this young boy as being kind of into Jung Da Jung and being able to laugh it off and be like, uh, oh, immature love, like Ain't we all had it. It's like, it's cool that he's like, I'm not here to judge this kid for having a crush that could be his mom's age. I'm not about that judgment. He just laughs it off every time. And I think that was cute and funny and a good joke. But Young always has to take it to a problematic level and be like, no, no dog. That's my woman. Yeah. And Young's like, I don't get you. You're being too much. You're a child. You're a possessive child.
1: She is not your blankie, bud. She's an adult woman.
0: She's an adult woman. She has zero interest in you. She literally can't have interest in you. It's illegal. Yeah. Duh. Uh, Freaking Day
1: Young. I'm so (laughs) sick of him. And then also, yeah, sabotaging that poor good boy. I don't know. He wasn't always a good boy, but I... Ugh, am I the worst that I kind of was okay with it working out with the former bully and
0: Shia? I'm fine with that. I yeah. know, yeah, I know that he's a former bully. I got over it quite quickly, I think. Yeah.
1: Because he was making a turnaround. He's trying. He's realizing the error of his ways. He's. I think he made good it.
0: with Shiwoo first as well. Mm hmm. Like, he wasn't just hitting on Shia still unable to talk to Shiwoo. He was like, we had the basketball game, we were bros, and then he apologized. And then he went hard, chasing Xia. And I feel like that's the appropriate like order of things.
1: Yeah. And it was super, super sad to see him get rejected. And that one also, guess what? On Day Young. Yeah. Uh,
0: I hate that storyline. I hate him being like, I get to control my daughter because on the opposite end of the spectrum, because this is a different scenario. She is an adult as much as Wu Young is a child and is not allowed to date Jung Da Jung. His daughter is adult enough to date people her age. That's a thing.
1: Yeah. And choose who does it or who she dates. Mm Mhm. That's 100% up to her. Because she's not just... First of all, she's not a child anymore, like Em was saying. She's an, a, enough of an adult to make that decision. And these are age-appropriate boys. And she's a smart girl. And she gets yeah. to make her own choices. Also, let's go ahead and confront that pretty much within the same episode, Shu Wu comes to his friend dad, who he doesn't know as his dad, and talks about dating a girl, and his friend dad is so for it. That's sexism, folks. A dad being totally good with a son making his own choices, but trying to control his daughter's choices, because daughters couldn't possibly know what they
0: want. They're just dumb girls. <laughs> they have to be protected. Ew. <laughs> Get out of here with these weird stereotypes. This show was made in, like, 2020. Yep. I, uh, How? How do we have so many problematic features for a 2020 show? The storyline of a dad being like, I'm going to break the first guy's legs who comes to ask me for my daughter's hand in marriage. You're like, that's not funny. That wasn't funny in the 80s. It wasn't funny in the 90s. And it's really problematic in 2020.
1: Yeah, I think we've... Acknowledged that it's not the funny joke any ever, but any more especially because we've acknowledged that we treat you don't women. Own your daughter. Yeah, and we treat women way too de- like like delicate, dumb objects, and sons get
0: laid. I guess I don't know. <laughs> s- what, what's your what's your yeah? I think I was. Yeah, they kind of ruined how excited I was for Shi Wu to also finally have a love interest. Because I think the show as a whole has really frustrated me with being like, there's just a million and one love triangles, and they're all about men just chasing down women. And you're like, hi, I see that Jung Da Jung, and Hye Yin and Shia are all absolutely beautiful And I stand by saying that they all deserve everyone in the room to be in love with them. That's great. I think that's cool. I don't see how nobody in the school has a crush on Shi Wu. They're like, we're not going to approach that storyline. It would be just so boring if girls liked Shi Wu. And I'm like, well, so how is it not boring if boys like these girls? I don't like... You're doing the reverse way too much. Mm-hmm. Why is there not equality? Right.
1: Like, what's so uninteresting about what women want? That we're going to go ahead and just only see women having to dodge advances, pretty much. The unwanted advances, for the most part. Because we've seen very few advances that have been wanted. And Zheng Da Jung is so focused on you know dealing with herself and her kids that she doesn't realize maybe the one healthy uh potential relationship that's in front of her and even then i don't know if she's that focused on what she's she's trying to get done right now between her career and her kids maybe she doesn't need it right now jihoon
0: she's a little busy it's like we said before where it's The relationship with Ti Hoon is one of those where in real life, I'd be so against it because it's way too soon. She's got so much on her plate. But in the show, I'm like, I don't know. She seems to like him back. So like, let's see where it goes. They're also taking things very, very slowly. So I think it's a comfortable balance of like, it could be realistic. She's not just jumping into a relationship, but also it's cool that... Someone else has her back, that she's not just single-momming it out here. She's got her mom that came to stay with her, and this new guy that's interested in her. It's nice that she has a support system. Yeah.
1: And, yeah, Jihun is a really good guy. I th- These episodes have made it reach a point where it will be kind of disappointing if... She doesn't end up with him, which is all the more frustrating because it's a K-drama and I know she isn't going to. She's going to end up with the problematic character. (laughs) And I hate when they give me a love triangle with a preferable secondary male lead.
0: Yeah, I have dropped many a show for being that way. But the one I remember, Faded to Love You. I'm sorry if this throws the fandom into chaos, but I hated the show Faded to Love You because it was so much like these four episodes. I won't say like this show because we haven't finished it. And I'm hoping that Dae Young will have a comeback. He will redeem himself in some way. But from episode one, freaking the male lead was this monster, selfish, awful, possessive person, and then they had a second male lead who was, like, dope, super nice, very sweet, and clicked with the female lead, and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna abandon this at, like, episode eight and pretend that she got together with the second male lead. That'll be my my storyline. Thank you. Done and done. I know, and even even
1: when they don't make the male lead an awful person, but the secondary male lead is still preferable that's really tough too because it's still a situation where we are being it feels like being railroaded into liking someone or i don't know it's just it's not my favorite way to go i think about Uh while you were sleeping when i think about stuff like that i didn't hate the male lead of while you were sleeping he was fine The secondary Mm. male lead of While You Were
0: Sleeping, loved him. So cute. Oh, my God. The sweetest. (laughs) Yeah, I'm thinking of True Beauty. We only watched four episodes of that. But we also read the webtoon, and it was very clearly, like, two very fine love interests. But the show was like, what if the main one is kind of a douchebag? Yeah. (laughs) Kind of not great. And then the second one is a bad boy. But you really like him. He's nice. He's likable. And you're like, why? Why? Why is the main guy such a monster? I don't get it. Uh, yeah, I I still think that da Young, has so many redeeming qualities that, like, they could bring it back. But I think someone needs to slap him in the face a couple more times for him to start realizing, like you're doing things bad still mostly that have to do with your wife like you're nailing it on the kid front it seems like that's what you set out to do you're doing a great job i love the interaction he had with shia that same night where she's like i don't like you and he's like well i like you as a friend and she's like oh okay yeah we we can be friends that's dope and he's like yeah we're best friends. I love this. Objectively, from every angle, a very cute interaction. Yeah, like you're what finally are you doing in with your ex wife. Yeah, leave your ex wife alone. Let her
1: do her thing and stop pursuing her in the body of a child. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I oh, I was so excited. So nine nineteen times when they played at him approaching her and telling her the truth about who he is. I didn't foresee it as him being like, I'm going to tell her the truth and make out with her. I thought it would be like, I'm going to tell her the truth and we're going to like figure out what's happening and what that looks like for our future. I don't know, start our relationship over as friends because I'm a child now. Yeah, that would be the most mature thing. And then I'd be sitting
1: here wishing he could just age up so they could be together because clearly... They're wonderful together, and they really are two halves of a whole, two ha- two half moons of a whole moon. <laughs> but they they aren't giving me that vibe, and it's also okay. So we've definitely dragged what they're what specifically Day Young is doing wrong because it's still a great drama. I'm just furious about so many aspects of his character.
0: Yeah, and it was kind of just these four episodes. I really feel like the rest of the drama hasn't let us down. The rest of the drama, he's been just such a fine guy. It's mostly these four episodes, which is why we're going so hard in this review, I think. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because I think if you listen to our past two reviews, once you get past the audio quality, um, (laughs) then you will hear how much we actually like him or how okay we are with, with who he is. I mean, I think... We've done an okay job of acknowledging that he has exhibited problematic behaviors in the past. Um, but I also think that that's one of those things where I kind of thought that's what this was, was the journey of him realizing those problematic behaviors and changing them. And also, in her own way, as time goes on, Jung Da Jung realizing the moments in which her husband needed more help. And maybe needed a push into the direction of communication healthily instead of unhealthy drinking at night. So anyway, that's what I thought this was. One thing that they're doing phenomenally, phenomenally still is the show that Jung Da Jung emceed for. Mm. was amazing because Jung Da Jung is wonderful and flawless and was calling out major issues on live television in front of an audience that couldn't see the problematic behavior of condemning a woman who is being emotionally tortured by her in-laws.
0: Yeah, who's this 200-year-old man that they were like, we want him on the panel. We want this guy to yell at women and tell them that well they signed up for it so they deserve any treatment they get in a marriage sir who asked you to be on the show how are you in this room right now go in the audience you can be an audience member that's fine you don't get a voice though cause that is the craziest thing I've ever heard yeah
1: like women deserve to be in loveless sad marriages where they're Suffering from depression and
0: okay. And so anyway, like, she... the, the implication, like women, she knew she was marrying into a family of women. So of course, they're psychotic. They're women. It's like, excuse you, sir. What? What? Are, <laughs> no. are you kidding me? She thought she was going to get a bunch of cute, lovely sisters, and like Jun Da Jung said, be a family guest, like a revered member that is sort of on this pedestal in the family as as an in-law, as an outsider. Instead, she's in the muck of things. Everyone's very mean to her. That is not her fault. Yeah, she did, she did not, not sign up for that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Kill that man.
1: <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait. So yes, that was perfection, Jung Da Jung calling that out. And then Mm -hmm. her also calling out that maybe the major reason so many marriages fall apart is because of the resentment that builds when you're not communicating. I (laughs) Okay, so it's play on K, so of course we're going to do a Brene Brown quote. I (laughs) literally read a post of hers today on Instagram that said... It's better to live with the discomfort after expressing yourself than the resentment that builds if you bottle it in. That was me paraphrasing. That was not a direct quote. But Brene Brown, Jung Da Jung, almost the same person.
0: Almost the same person. And I love that they had that little bit of the internet's turnaround because I think they've made that such a big part of the show is like, it apparently matters what people on the internet think. So let's make sure to mention that they call her the Queen of Empathy and that they've decided that Jung Da Jung has found her niche. She is killing it. I love that for her. I love that everybody else loves that for her. This is a good storyline.
1: It's beautiful. They're doing a great job with that. They are pretty much everything her character does is my favorite thing so um yes. remember when they talked about multiple times they had men describe women that they're interested in and they were all describing Gen- Gen da Jung Da-jung and she was like that person doesn't exist <laughs> and i'm over here also doing the same thing <laughs>
0: uh i remember that because they played that scene like four times back to back to back maybe if you don't binge watch the show it doesn't feel as grating but I was like (laughs) I love Jung Da Jung she is queen she is president she is everything I don't need this montage over and over again of her running through a field and smiling back at me please stop (laughs) everyone's obsessed with her And I
1: get it, me too, but it's weird when we, I don't know, objectify her, try and control her, and put her in a field to run around. I also (laughs) want to call out how... This is something we've had to call out in past dramas, but it feels like it's been a while, or maybe it's just been a while since we watched a K-drama, and so it feels really fresh. But the amount of following and staring that happens...
0: Oh my god. Woo Young, you're a super creep, man. Yeah, that's
1: not okay. Uh, (laughs) I remember, I think it was Suspicious Partner kind of confronted that type of behavior as being not romantic, but very creepy, and it was the best.
0: (laughs) Which is so ironic in a way, because I think this drama has done such a good job of having comedy sequences that kind of copy or mimic real life mostly in memes or movie tropes like they had the scene where Ye Ji-hun is being interviewed by Jung Da-jung on the baseball field and he turns around and catches the baseball and that was like a really popular news clip a few years ago and then I think these four episodes they had uh, wu Young pull out a guitar in music class and he's like, I don't know, it's been like a few years since I've played and then immediately plays two beautiful songs back to back. And I think that those are great moments where you can really laugh at the drama and see that they're kind of laughing at themselves. They're not taking themselves too seriously. So it's so ironic to also have these weird problematic tropes of like this lack of awareness of how weird the stalking vibe is. I think they also do a good job, I will say, with um, Kodok Jin and his like weird setups. It's like the one thing that he does that's funny with his <laughs> pursuit of Cain is that he sets up these massive confessions. And then she's like, that's horrifying. I wonder who that's for. And he's like, take it all down, take it all down. Like, that's funny. That's a cute little funny thing. I, yeah, I wish they had could acknowledge that Kowo Young following Jung Da Jung everywhere is like a bit much, Mm -hmm. especially that they have an actual stalker in the show. Oh my gosh, I did not see that one coming. I was so disappointed. (laughs) I, yeah, I wanted
1: there to be something more about them. Someone knowing about Wu Young slash Day Young,
0: and they built up to that. That was the like implication, heavily implied. I, I, and I think that was the point of like, is that a joke? To be like, nope, he was following Xia the whole time. You guys thought he was following Wu Young, but it's it's not that. It's just a, a stock of Shias. It's like, okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> you fools. Fun. Also, it came right after the car accident, which, oh, shame on me for being so excited that uh, Con- Hongdae Young was back. He was back in his own body. The car accident did it. He saved a kid. What a great comeback. And then they were like, psych, we got you. He just got hit by a car and got a concussion and he dreamed all that. Like, Hi, don't waste my time with that then. It felt exciting to me. Then, immediately after, he takes down a stalker. And I kind of thought we'd get something from that. I don't know what it would be. Like, he doesn't need the move-in trope. But I feel like he could take down the stalker. They could end up at the police station fighting. And then he could try... He could be out front being thanked by all the women of his family. And he's like... Oh, yeah, I have a concussion. I shouldn't have fought people all night and then like passes out, you know, the I'm a, I'm a sucker for a damsel in distress. So give him some distress. But no, he's Superman. So he's like, No, these storylines are not related. I am not the same person who was hit by a car. Six hours ago. Yeah, I'm fine with fighting. I guess
1: just that imagined scene, the whole purpose of getting hit by the car is the the imagined scene of him being back in his body and the relief that he felt and then the lack of relief when it didn't happen. That's hard on me as a viewer, because it feels unnecessary. But, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, it did, there was a level of disappointment with it that he wasn't back, so I guess there is part of me that clearly...
0: Was I guess affected. that's what you want me to feel? Is disappointed in your show? Yeah. <laughs> Good job. I am Yeah. Yeah, and then
1: yes, the stalker scene was interesting because it was a whole lot of build up to one moment of I well, I guess it was a whole lot of build up to the moment where we find out that Shi'a is a badass as well just like her mom, <laughs> who went hand to hand with Basketball coach, Lee Kiwu basketball coach, um, which was awesome. And I love mm-hmm. that there was a storyline behind the two of them being amazing at self defense and it being something very natural for Xia because she's a badass. Loved that. I will take that. Thank you. <laughs> very cool. Yeah. I kind of wish it just had. Ended there, or something though, and then not had him with a knife, and then woo concussion Wu Young during a flying kick into the screen,
0: yeah, we don't need Wu Young right now, thank mm-hmm. you. She has this, got it. This isn't about it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it all just kind of fell flat for me by being like, all this build up, and then it's a stalker. And then Shia gets to look really cool, but I feel like she could have done that in some other time without being, I don't know, even stalked by some guy who's like a stalker, not just an attacker. I feel like they could have shown her walking down that sketchy alleyway for the millionth time and fighting off a regular attacker. It's crazy to me that they had used the entirety of the show to build up to this moment that's like someone's stalking Shia. Except to throw us off with whoever's taking all these pictures, it just seems like a weird storyline that just kind of ended and now it's done. Yeah. Same as you kind of mentioned with um, Cheol Kwan. I feel mm-hmm. like that's just over now. There was so much build up, so much tension, and now they're like, "Oh, he's gone. He's in jail."
1: Yeah. Which is interesting because I don't even hate that they resolved these conflicts early and let the major conflict be that Young slash Young is still navigating the world in a significantly younger body than his mind and experiences. That can be enough of a conflict. It's just that it feels pretty early to resolve that. Completely. Both of them, completely. I would have liked to see a little bit more pacing with both of those, and then maybe had, you know, just the last couple episodes be about this one major conflict.
0: Yeah. And
1: so I'm interested to see how the final four episodes go because of that. Uh, I don't know. I guess I guess we'll see. Uh, one other thing I did want to talk about that was kind of a Buckwild storyline is... No, there's two. But the first I want to talk about is whatever happened with the school festival and it culminating in whatever that, that thing was, where they interviewed a bunch of students and we got the slow reveal of what happened. That would be fine... For the most part, I just—I don't know if I—it it, it felt so out of place. I almost forgot about it.
0: Yeah, I almost feel like they could have also split it differently, where you start that episode with like five, maybe ten minutes of Ko Young stalking Jung Da Jung, and then both <laughs> being really sad about their broken relationship. And so you're kind of in that mood. And then you switch over to what the hell happened at the school festival. Everyone's talking about like murder and a fire. And you see this like wasteland that the teachers are looking out at. It's really cool. And there's a lot of tension built up there. But you're not in the right mindset. I think they could have started the episode with that. And it would have been so much stronger to just jump in and be like, what show am I watching? What is happening? Where Am am I? Yeah. Yeah, have this apocalypse vibe throw you into the show and then round back to the two sad sacks over here and be like, no, I don't care about them. I'm sorry. Maybe that's the point is they're like, it's important that you care about Jung Da Jung and Hong Da Young. But then you don't care about this crazy apocalypse thing that they're doing. I don't know if it's a reference to something. I thought it was a super cool idea that was, yeah, weirdly executed because they just throw it in the middle for, like, six seconds and then immediately explain what happened. Yep. They could have gone full Veronica Mars on this.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. But instead, we got, I don't
0: know, Scooby-Doo, sort of? (laughs) Yeah, they could have had, like, a full... I don't know, sitcoms do this sometimes. I'm a big fan of Community. They did this a lot where they'd have an episode like per season that was just completely different, like whether it was done in claymation or it was done like a Christmas theme. Lots of shows do, lots of sitcoms do like a Christmas-themed episode or a Halloween-themed episode, and they're completely different than the usual storylines. And I think they could have done something for even part of this episode that was like that. Where it's like this weird apocalypse theme. And you're like, this is a school festival. <laughs> what happened? That I'm feeling this tense all of a sudden. And that could be the comedy. But I don't feel like they leaned hard enough into it. They just, wanted, they just wanted to give a little taste. And it's like, you can't give a little taste and make me tense. That's not how... Anxiety works, okay. Yeah. That's a weird that's a weird equation that you've
1: put together, but okay, I guess.
0: I and guess we'll do your weird thing.
1: <laughs> um yeah, it it also I guess it came on the heels of probably my favorite episode of the show so far is when Jung Da Jung takes down Ilquan, like, the she gets all the parents together, and Woo Young is helping in the background because he can't be a parent right now because he's a kid, <laughs> and he's the one who gets them to to get together using his not-dad's phone, <laughs> Dear Jin's phone, and I don't know, it was just, it was a very cool setup. I really liked... That it was such a huge portion of one episode devoted to her taking on evil. Essentially, I guess what I want is a show about hard-hitting reporter Jung Da Jung taking down bad people and sniffing out corruption.
0: Is that season two, or is that just us? <laughs> Because that's got to be coming. Please. They've got the setup for it. I don't know. Yeah. That's fair. I, yeah, I really liked that. I think the only part that struck weird was everybody secretly watching Kodok Jin being beat to death. Like, maybe other people aren't as comfortable or aren't as uncomfortable watching someone kick someone else in the stomach. But I'm like, that's where your organs are. Please stop kicking him in the stomach. That's how people die. And everyone else is like, we were watching you the whole time. Stop. (laughs) Stop that. I'm like, he's already kicked him like 16 times. The man's half dead. Is this not how organs work? You can't just keep kicking them. That was a lot. It's the the non-fantasy
1: violence that is hard. Because... have a dog sniffing at the door. Um, (laughs) Because fantasy violence is one thing. We're in the fantasy world. I can go ahead and assume that organs don't work the same. But when we're sort of in the real world, and the only fantasy element up to this point is a man de-aging, then I have to assume that organs still work the same. That said... Apparently concussions don't still work the same. So maybe medical issues in general don't work the same.
0: <laughs> and to be, I don't know, a a true equality feminist, I also thought it was very uncomfortable watching everyone beat up the stalker in the police station. Mm. Like, that's not. Funny to me. Yeah. And the police he's already under arrest.
1: Covering it up is just a sensitive yeah. topic. Cause even if I agree and I want that POS to go to jail, which I do, he's awful and and absolutely terrifying. And people like him should absolutely go to prison. And I love that the cops believed Shia's experience, for the most part. They had to, I guess, prove that he had a history before they fully were ready to let him be beat up and cover up the camera. But that said, they did believe the account for the most part. And you love to see that. Obviously, we want victims to be believed. What I struggle with is I want the law to be good enough that we trust that he will get his comeuppance without cop corruption or beating him up,
0: you know? Without this family being able to beat him in the police station and the police being unable to stop them. That's always separate the perpetrator and the victim, I guess, because that's what happens, or that's a risk that you're taking, and... It's not okay. Like he's, he's already in the system. He's already in the police station. Let's let the law take care of him. Yeah, I know the Korean. Keep him.
1: Korean dramas have not taught us to trust the law necessarily. But what if, instead of what if we created that also as part of the fantasy world that this is a better <laughs> system. <laughs>
0: Because, um, yeah, it's very different when has beating up a stalker who's trying to kidnap her. That's obviously an appropriate situation to use violence. Yes. Not 100%. cool when the is being beat up in the police station. And not cool cuffs. when Kodok Jin is being beaten half to death in the gymnasium. And yeah. all these teachers, are, or all these parents are like, well, we'll give it a minute. That's proof enough for me. Um, Ah, just come out sooner come out from behind the stage sooner
1: yeah surprise him into submission before he tries to do a murder I guess Um, I okay last thing that I want to talk about and it's not even that I know how I feel I think my point with it is that I don't know how I feel and if you have feelings about it please let me steal them um I do not know how to feel about the revelation that Miss Auk is actually an undercover super nerd.
0: Okay, I do know how to feel. Okay. I can give you all my feelings. Okay. I have another speech prepared as I do every week.
1: <laughs> Here we go. I'm ready. I'm ready because I am struggling because I, I mean, I love a girl nerd, you know. But, I don't know if I love almost this manic pixie girl who just happens to turn out to be like be the manic pixie dream girl right that we all she just you know he he loved her and it wasn't gonna work out and she had her reasons and then she just happened to also have all of the same interests he has.
0: I feel like they could have done so much of that, so my so my rewrite for their storyline, their, their love story, because we are uh, obligated to root for them, they're probably going to end up together, and I want to be happy for them. So I have rewritten the entirety, and am pretending that this version is what happened, where she very quickly rejects him. They meet the first time he comes in for the parent-teacher conference to put Woo Young in school, she rejects his advances. And from there, he decides, okay, I'm going to be the best parent possible. And they lean into the comedy of like, he signs up for the, the parent teacher association to be the head of the basketball team, like parents. And then there's a corruption scandal. And he's like, oh, God, this is not going to look good for me and has to deal with, like, maybe I won't tell anybody because Hiein will find out that uh, I was maybe part of this corruption scandal, even though I didn't pay any money. Like, this is going on, and I'm the head of the parents, and it's not going to look good for me. And then he comes around, has, like, this redemption, helps Jung Da Jung in the end, and looks good for it, he signs up to be a chaperone for this um, summer festival or whatever, and the whole thing burns to the ground and he's like, "This is also also not gonna look good for me." Uh, not not fun. She sees that she goes to his house at one point and sees that his son has an alcohol problem. He's like, "This is going poorly. Like he just tries to be like the best dad possible to prove to Hiein that he deserves to go out with her and that they have the same interest, which is the children. And it does not work at all. I think they could have leaned into that comedy and then eventually had them meet as as these super nerds and be like, oh, maybe they could fall in love. Like, all of these misunderstandings have kept her from ever being interested in him, even though he's trying super hard But then they meet as super nerds, and there's this storyline where he's still interested in her, but he approaches her more as a friend, and they still have that amazing moment where she's like, I can't be a nerd because I'm a teacher. And he's like, Anyone can be a nerd. That's, I mean, lean into it. That's how I got as far as I've gotten in life. Which, side note from my ranch, real quick, I don't, he was. The starter on the basketball team in high school, I don't know if he's always been a super nerd, like, quote-unquote. I I like the balance to his character. I like that it wasn't like, he was shoved into lockers and he's always been a nobody. But it also feels a little disingenuous to be like, lean into your nerdship, that's how I got here. It's like, <laughs> you were also a little bit of a jock, though, which is cool, but... Yeah. It's bad balance. People have layers. People have multitudes. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's, I think it was, yeah, a cool conversation as friends to have him be like, no, no, no. I think you're amazing. And that being a nerd is amazing and you should love what you love. And like, let's keep doing this stuff together. I'll, I'll try and help you get out of your nerd shell and keep coming to these cosplay parties because they're super fun and they seem to be something you enjoy, and I'll invite you to my grand opening event for this Greek thing, and we can dress up for that if you want, and they they could show up in cosplay for that. I think that would have been a cool moment as well. yeah, and then, like you know, slowly they build their friendship and she falls in love with him as like these people who share the same interests. And this dad who's trying his best. And I assume she's going to find out about the anti-aging thing since she saw that weird kiss at the end. But even if she didn't, like, I feel like there could have been a way that she falls in love with Kodok Jin as this person who's very dependable, very kind, and very, like, accepting of everyone. Instead, they're just giving us, like, he just keeps trying. He just keeps trying.
1: He wants her. He wants to be in a relationship with her, but only romantic. He He, wants to kiss her face. He has no interest in her personality. He wanted her face long before he wanted her nerdiness.
0: It's a bonus for him that (laughs) she has similar interests. And you're like, wait, what? (laughs) No, that should be, like, the main thing, the the thing that, like, brings them together. And they're like, no, 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 it's pretty lucky. It's the the thing that makes her like him, but he likes her face. He wants to kiss her face.
1: And we don't care what women want or are interested in, as we've made apparent.
0: What? What? Or, like, do they? Are they, like, we... We care what women want, so we're not going to make this relationship work until she falls for him as a super nerd, and they have this like very healthy storyline from like her perspective. She finds someone who has the same interests as her and brings out the best in her, and that's the point when they get together, and you're like, yeah, that's really great. Can you lean into that? Can you stop making him an absolute psychopath? And they're like, no, 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 because what he wants is to kiss her face. (laughs) (laughs) Just have him lay off for, like, an episode.
1: Yeah. And then I thought they were going to have him lay off, and then he found out she was a nerd, so he had to obviously keep at it.
0: Uh Don't take
1: no for an answer, as we've always taught our men and boys.
0: (laughs) No means maybe. (laughs) And that also applies to wearing a sultan costume out in public. Just, you just rock that turban. You just, you wear whatever culture suits, suits your needs for your cosplay. What? Guys, Ugh. could we have picked literally any other character from any other show? No. What if we were
1: picking more Korean characters to dress as? Or white characters? I don't care if people appropriate white character's culture.
0: Yeah, or just be the freaking tiger. I don't know. Like, you could... That would actually
1: be brilliant. (laughs) If he had been the tiger, I would have been... And then everyone was really confused and then he had to keep telling every single person that he's uh, Raja, I think is the name of the tiger in Aladdin. I think you're right.
0: He's like, no, I'm gonna be the sultan. (laughs) Oh, you're not allowed, sir. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh don't do that in public too like yeah. it wasn't even at your nerd party it was that was the one you wore in public okay because yeah. cosplay
1: i don't know i don't want to get into like the i'm not part of the cosplay culture i don't know enough to get into talking about all of it but it is the in public part that i was mostly bummed about Yeah, because you
0: can wear your Mad Hatter in public. That's great. That's a great costume.
1: Yeah. It's hilarious, actually, because you look absolutely insane, because the Mad Hatter is absolutely insane. He's mad. That's his whole Mm
0: -hmm. character. But let's stick with Alice in Wonderland for most of our costuming. Mm Mm-hmm. Don't wear the Sultan one out in public. Please. Maybe just not at all.
1: Ever. Or, yeah, just keep it to the cosplay party if you have to do it at all.
0: See, I feel like there was so much they could have done with that storyline with him falling in love with he- Heine. They could yeah. have they have so many things to work with and instead they were like, we're gonna stick with him just pursuing her doggedly until the end of time. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> nope. Um
1: I feel like we've definitely dragged just the absolute shit out of these four episodes. And for those listening, it's, we believe and mean everything we say, but I just want to um, really drive home the fact that it's these four episodes that we've had a problem with. And I still have a lot of hope for the finale of this K drama. And as a whole, so far, I do like this K-drama, I just they're gonna have to work a little bit harder to bring it back, because these four episodes were tough. There were only (laughs) bits and pieces that were very good, and most of them centered around the female characters, which, uh, you know, we don't focus enough on on what they're up to, I guess.
0: Yeah, I guess that's cool, that they kind of Took the lead and did a lot of cool things in these episodes, but if we could have less time with the men, men doing problematic things, mm-hmm. that'd be great. Ideal. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. I feel like it's us nitpicking, trying to make the world a better place by calling out stuff that we see as problematic, and that's what we like to do. That's something that brings us joy is thinking that we're helping by rewriting shows so that hopefully everyone listening can be like, oh, I agree with that, or I didn't realize that. I think that you're right. And that is something that's maybe a problem and that we can fix in the future. The point is not. To just drag the show for the sake of dragging the show. Because we're having a good time watching it. We would have dropped it if we hated the show. But it's a really good show. We're having a good time. We just also like calling things out. And sitting on our high horses pretending we're perfect people. It's great. The view's great up here.
1: Yeah. Are we the best people? Who's to say? Perhaps.
0: I think our horses would say yes. <laughs> we are the best people. We are perfect and flawless. And that's why we can sit up here and call out problems on the people down below. <laughs> no, so many people put so much work into this show. It's great. It's amazing. We just like to nitpick to to hopefully have even better shows of tomorrow. Yep. One day... We'll encounter a show
1: that gets it all right. And at that point, we're done for, I guess. That'll be the last episode of Play on K.
0: <laughs> Boom. It'll That'll be set in stone. That'll be our goal is to find the perfect show someday. <laughs> Until then, we've got this one. And I think they'll bring it back for the last four episodes.
1: Yep. Uh, if you have any thoughts... If you agree with us, if you disagree with us, if you saw something that you saw in, uh, or if you heard us say something that you you know, thought thought of a little bit differently, I would love to hear about it. You can email us at playonkpodcast at gmail.com.
0: You can leave a comment directly on the episodes on our website, playonk.com, where you can also find our newsletter sign up to hear what shows I'm watching every month as well as... Keep up to date on our latest shows. You can find links to our affiliates like NordVPN, Skillshare, and Blueberry. And there's also a link to our Patreon there. Yeah, our Patreon. We've
1: got a couple of tiers. If you ever feel like checking it out and maybe tossing us a dollar or five to support us. And uh, yeah, we're I, I've been doing some catch up work on the Patreon. Uh, we're probably gonna now that we're both back, things are gonna be popping off. I hope. So mm-hmm. uh, check that out. That's patreon.com slash play on K.
0: If you want to send us a short hey, we are on Instagram at play on Podcast or on Twitter at play K. We are on most places that you find your
1: pod listen to podcasts and on most of the sites you listen to podcasts, there's a place to rate, review, or subscribe, and doing so helps other K drama podcast listeners find us it's the cheapest way to support us
0: yeah thank you so much for listening we will see you for the finale next week of 18 again yeah okay bye okay bye